0: Hello, you're listening to the Various and Sundry Things podcast, The Vast Podcast. I am your host, Donna Gay Tyler. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So the name of this podcast is Various and Sundry Things, right? So it is my intent that within each episode, I also bring you Various and Sundry Things I'm a bit of a news junkie. I'm sure a lot of you are. I was going to say some of you are. I'm sure a lot of people are, Um, especially in times like these where every moment almost of the day, you know, you take a nap, you wake up, something weird has happened. You eat breakfast, you drink some coffee, and a truck passes by outside. No. Um, (laughs) You drink a cup of coffee or two or three, no more than three, and You know, you look at your phone, you swipe, 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 and something weird has happened. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to get away from that. Um, I find it interesting, though, that I have a number of students every year who tell me that their parents don't watch the news or don't really take in the news. And I find it weird. I think it's weird because, like I said, there's so much happening in our world that we really do need to be cognizant of, right, aware of. And watching the news, I get it. That might be a little bit, I don't want to say old fashioned, but um, I know I used to sit down with my family and we'd watch the six o'clock news. And if I was still awake for the 10 o'clock news, then we'd watch that also. But that was definitely time for me to go to bed as a child. Um, During the height of the pandemic, my family, we watched a lot of news um, around the daily reporting of the pandemic um, numbers, you know, COVID numbers here locally in Kentucky, and then we watched a lot of the national news too because it shifted every day, right? The messaging out of the White House at the top of the pandemic was really, really weird. I mean, there was their whole, there was that whole drink bleach, you know, kind of suggestion, or shine the light on it. You know, um, number forty-five really. Mm -mm. I'm not going to go there in this podcast, but nevertheless, um, again, news. So a couple of things that came across my radar, really, really, um, big time. Uh, the president has COVID another president of the United States has COVID. Um, so Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. I think is it senior or junior Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Actually. um, 46th president of the United States has tested positive for COVID. Saw that this morning. Um, several news outlets report that he had mild, that he's experiencing mild symptoms. I believe he also gave some type of address, or maybe he made some remarks um, on the balcony of the White House, but I didn't tune into those. I guess I guess that means he's doing okay. Um th- vaccinated and twice boosted, I think I read also. I mean, he's over 50, so he could. Um, he qualifies for the well over 50, sorry. Um, he qualifies for that second booster. Uh, I'm looking online. He's 79 y'all. He'll be 80 in November. Ooh. Okay. No ageism here. Uh, other thing on my radar, uh, polio made a comeback and that's not in that good way. You know, don't call it a comeback. We really didn't want you back polio. Thank you so much. Um, I think I've read online that um, this case is in New York somewhere and that it appears that um, this person who has polio was infected by someone who received the oral polio vaccine, which hasn't been given in the United States since um, 2000. I'm reading this on NBCNewYork.com. Also, according to this particular website, according to the CBC, the last confirmed case of polio in the United States was 1979. And that um, one and that case in 1979 was a polio case that originated here in the United States. And then the last case brought by a traveler was 1993. Further, it goes on further to say that the last time a case of any origin was found was almost 10 years ago, 2013, which has been the headlines all day first polio case in almost 10 years. It is rather weird. Um, I believe that children get polio vaccines. So as an adult, that's not something that's on our radar, right? Ours is, um, COVID vaccines and, you know, all those other, uh, vaccines that they tell you, you should start getting once you get over, um, the age of 50 (coughs) cough, cough. Anyway. Um, yeah. So really weird, you know, polio is making a comeback, hopefully not making a comeback. Maybe this is just hopefully an isolated case, but so one new confirmed case, but they got it from somebody who had OPV is what they're calling it. Not to be confused, confused with OPP. I digress as usual. Um, The last thing that I wanted to mention in terms of news was um, Congress, today I believe, voted on the Right to Contraception Act. Yeah, the House voted today, this is on CNN.com, to pass a bill that would, quote, guarantee access to contraception by protecting the right to buy and use contraceptives without government restriction. The final vote was 228 to 195. That 195, right, House Representatives, a little disturbing, right? That's 195 representatives who apparently don't think that people in the United States should have a right to contraception. Now, to be fair, we already do. What the House is trying to do is ensure that um, these rights aren't trampled on or end up on the slippery slope um, vis-a-vis Roe v. Wade, right? Um, You are probably well aware. the Supreme Court recently, about a month ago, overturned Roe v. Wade, um, saying that um, the original ruling was flawed, you know, the the right to, um, you know, to um, an abortion that was guaranteed almost 50 years ago, I guess, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, but that that uh, ruling was flawed, and so they overturned it. Um, And states, several states have um, passed laws that or enacted laws, or those laws have already been on the books and have gone into effect. I think that's the case here in Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, um, that have in fact banned abortions, um, in some cases outright, um, and in other cases um, banned abortions after six weeks. Um, That could be a whole nother podcast, honestly, this um, right to you know, um, do with your body what you will, you know, um, pro-choice, pro-it's-my-body. Thank you so much. I got a brain. I'll figure that one out. Anyway, um, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast, though. That's not where I wanted to go with this one. I just, again, wanted to bring up a couple of things that came across my radar with regard to the news, you know, various and sundry things, hence the title of this podcast. Um, I want to move into what I wanted to talk about mainly in this podcast Um, And ask you, listener, do you remember that movie, Mean Girls? I think the main character was, um, her name was Katie, played by Lindsay Lohan. My God, I don't even remember when that movie came out now. I know it's, it's, mm, let me look it up. How old is Mean Girls, the movie? Mean Girls came out in 2004. My God, we're getting old. Um, Very cute. Funny, funny, funny. Um, and if you've seen the movie, um, you know the premise of it, right? So Katie's the new girl at a high school, seems to be like in the Midwest. Um, she was homeschooled in Africa. I I still didn't understand why why Africa. But anyway, and then she came um to the new school. She met some two kind of like outcasts. Um, they befriended her and were trying to, you know, show her the ropes and tell her, okay, these are these weird people, those are this non weird group of people. You know how everybody has their clicks, right? Um, uh, some of the clicks seem weird to kids in high school, and some of them, you know, are not. Um, and then they were the plastics, I think was their nickname. And those were the like the ruling girls um of the school. And they really were mean. Um, you know, the one that was the lead uh mean girl. I can't remember her name. Oh, dang it. What was her name, y'all? Regina, right? She was the the head mean girl. Um and Katie ends up befriending them and then becoming one of them which was not the plan at all right so it's their behavior that i um, want to focus on in this episode um not necessarily the whole you know plot of the movie but the mean girl motif if you if you will we've seen this a number of times in hollywood on tv shows and probably unfortunately we've lived it a number of times um we've been um, maybe even ourselves, um, I, I, my name is Donna and I too have been a mean girl in my life. Um, in my lifetime, you, maybe you have also been mean girl you know, you've been the victim of, um, their machinations. I hope I'm saying that word, right. Cause I love that word. I love when I see it in print, I'm like, yes, there it is again. And watch, I'm messing it up in my podcast. Nevertheless, I digress again, various and century things. So yeah, that whole mean girl, um, you know, mode brand, You know, it's mistreating other people is what it is. It's um, being condescending, degrading. Um, Here's another favorite word of mine, supercilious. Oh, I love that word too. Um, Having disdain for other people. Um, You know, everybody's beneath you, right? And you couldn't deign to be bothered with people who are beneath you. That's the mean girl brand, right? Unfortunately, there's that word again. We've seen this also in the church world just here recently you already know where i'm going don't you um one of gospel's um darlings i would say um and not just in the gospel world but this particular gospel singer is very well respected outside of the genre of gospel music she's probably one of your favorite singers favorite singer right you have to go up a little bit but um you know she's you know the running and the riffing and just Truly, truly a talented individual. But she got into a big pot of hot water recently. Not just a little bit of hot uh, hot water, but a big pot of hot water recently. Um, I happened to catch part of it on social media. Um, She was at a church of a um, prophet. I use that term loosely. Um, And she looked like she was getting ready to sing, right? And if you've seen the clip, you know, I'm kind of going over... um, old footage here, (laughs) footage, going over stuff that you're familiar with, but she was getting ready to sing and her comments, they just didn't. Okay. So the nicest way to say it is they didn't come out right. And I've seen people like twist themselves inside out on social media to try to explain what she was saying. It's almost how Trump's, um, press secretary, his other spokespeople would, you know, go into all these contortions as if they're part of Cirque du Soleil, you know, trying to re-explain in a nicer way what he meant to say. You know, he said what he said, right, Nene? Yeah. Um, And to be fair to sis, our gospel singing sister, she said what she said. And here's the other thing too with this. It's not as if this particular time that she was making these comments, and I'll talk more about that in a couple of seconds, this isn't the first time that she's made comments that come off a little, I think the term is acerbic, and I'm probably not using that one right. This is the first time that her comments came off um, a little mean. They were definitely inappropriate, right? Um Yeah, acerbic, I'm using that word right. Okay, so like I love words, that's the nerd in me. Um, It's the nerd in me. I'm too far away from the mic. I think, again, that this isn't the first time that her comments have um, come across a little acerbic. And if not acerbic, then definitely inappropriate, inappropriate at best. Um, And as I was saying, I love words, that's the nerd in me. Um, Shout out to Mary Mary. But anyway, um, so comments, listen, this particular story, has, like I said, it got her in a big pot of um, hot water because not only had I seen this all over social media and not just among people that I know, you know, that I follow on social media who are like, you know, in the gospel world or the Christian world or somewhere affiliated, like I said, because she's kind of a, um, she's got a, you know, reputation for being this, you know, really talented person. She's known, you know, much wider than the gospel uh, circle. Um, so much so, in fact, that the last place that I saw this story was people.com, like as in people magazine, I was like, Oh my living, breathing God from down the street. Oh, sis. So really whoever wrote this, they got the the meat of it. You know, what, what had happened at this particular service at this, um, at this guy's church, a uh, kingdom city church. Yeah. Him anyway. Um, so a couple of things that she said that just really, you know, that kind of just went left, you know. You know, it was the comments about you know finding you know who your friends are, ascertaining who they are. i asking, like, interviewing them, like you know, do you live in a trailer home or something like that? That she said, you know, if the some you know utility bill has been in a name that's not your name, you know, because you know, I guess you know, worrying about the company that you keep, trying to figure out who are these people in your particular circle. So when she was, I guess, kind of like thanking the guy who had invited her, she said that he was deep in the word and has great humanity. And because he's a prophet, um, he's one of those, if you've ever been to one of those services where a prophet gets to, quote, working in their gift, end quote, you know, they call people by name and call other folk and tell them about themselves. And And this is, you know, like information that he would not necessarily be privy to. Um, This particular prophet is the one who, um, around the time of the last election, was like, I saw in the spirit, I thought it was Trump, but maybe it was Biden, you know, because apparently the spirit was confused. Anyway, um, yeah, so she was saying, you know, like, you know, he works in his gift, I suppose, and that, you know, he could tell you things about yourself. And this is where she got in trouble. And then she was like, you know, um, talking about people being Yeah. So she was, you know, kind of like praising him for telling the, the type of truth that makes people uncomfortable again, you know, in his role as a prophet. And so then she segued into, you know, because like, for example, no one likes to be told you're ugly, who, who wants to be told that? And then people in the audience started like laughing and snickering and, and then, and there was also some other uncomfortable noises that came through in the Instagram video. Um and then she said, Don't worry, I haven't chosen anyone to be ugly yet. God is good, God is great, you all look great. Most of you have on hats covering most of that anyway. Here's to you. It was it was it was such a like a a departure from what I supposed she was really supposed to be doing, which was singing. And then later on, again, moments later in her comments, she said something about, well, I'll sing in a minute. And then she said something about the men of God who were on the side, I guess pastors. I couldn't really, I couldn't see them in the video. This shot was just of her. And she was like, clap for them. And she was like, you know, they can, hopefully they'll invite me to their churches. I'm not as expensive as I seem. Something along those lines. It's like, girl, what? are you doing or rather yet, what are you saying? And then she's like, it's okay, I'll sing in a minute. And then she started singing and I was like, behind all that, okay, now we're gonna lift up Jesus. Mm, Not sure about that. Yeah, so again, point here, that mean girl brand unfortunately has been attributed to her fairly, I'm gonna say, fairly on because she said some things kind of along these lines before on social media. Um, I remember a live um, that she did. And again, this has been a while ago and it's probably not even up anymore, but she was, I think people were talking about, you know, how, you know, folk used to do on Facebook, like, come on in the room when they would go on live. What room are you talking about? Um, And she was saying that, I guess, people were criticizing her clothes or making some kind of comments about perhaps what she was wearing. And she was like, I'm wearing furs and minks and, you know, these church people are wrapped in swaddling clothes. And I was like, what does that? And again, this is totally, you know, I don't know the context, the reference for it. She wasn't at a church in her defense that time, but, you know, it's just, it's off brand. If you're supposed to be a gospel singer, um, So after this performance or this piece went viral, as you can imagine, it did. Even the Shade Room posted it. I was like, oh, God. Um, um, And she was live and she was saying that she had just gotten off a plane, I think, and that people were telling her, you know, that her phone was blowing up. and People were telling her that, you know, her comments or whatever um, had gone viral. And she was like, maybe people don't understand my humor. She said something along those lines. I did not watch the rest of it. That was the only part that I saw. And I was like, mm, y- are you are you functioning as a comedian or are you functioning as a gospel singer? And if you you can be funny and be a gospel singer too. Vicki Winans is a really good example of that. She used to be really, really funny back in the day. But her jokes weren't about, as far as I can remember, about people sitting there in the audience. That's just... Yeah. That's the whole other thing. So that was her live, our favorite gospel riffing and running singer. That was her live. Then um, not too long after that, she posted um, what appeared to be some type of letter on her page about, um, you know, it it was supposed to be an apology, but it was one of those, unfortunately, some celebrities really, and regular folk too, really get caught up in this non-apology apology. Like, i'm sorry if that was in there definitely that line which art automatically negates it as being an apology this is the shade room that had reposted her apology as a kingdom citizen and a woman of integrity i can acknowledge that some of my words even if said in jest can be offensive my intention is never to hurt anyone but to spread love laughter and more importantly the gift which god has given me in song if anyone was offended i told you that was in there I can sincerely say, I apologize with that being said, right. And then like, where are you going with this? Um, um, The irony is that uh, those who are criticizing my uh, statements are displaying the very thing they have accused me of. However, it's not been humorous or in jest. My image has been used in multiple places and false statements and narratives have been created. The punitive damages for some are quite lofty. Please be mindful of what is both written and said via video about me, especially if it contains untruths. Slander and defamation are not lightly are not taken lightly, especially if it affects my name, image, or brand. Those pages wherein vile comments and false narratives have been created, have been noted, reported, and hopefully silenced. Again, I will apologize if anyone thought that my humor was malicious, but I will not under any circumstances tolerate harassment, slander, or for my character do, to be defamed. Now, you know that's problematic, right? How are you apologizing for something that you did wrong, but then you're trying to hold somebody else accountable for something that you think they did to you? It's repositioning herself as the victim. No, and that's wrong because she's not the victim in this case. You're the perpetrator. You did this. You said the wrong thing. You went off script. You didn't follow the teleprompter. And you said the, you said some very wrong things. And so you should apologize full stop, the end period. So she put this out. Obviously that was not received well at all because it's a non-apology. If I, it's not an apology. You did. Then she posted another video just with recently, you know, all this is just happening this week, y'all. Um, Then she posted another video, which she really, she actually did say sorry. And I don't think she used the word if in that particular video. She said that she didn't want to hurt anybody and that she was sincerely sorry. But what she did say was that this particular statement, which was posted to her own page, Instagram page, I believe, um, was written by an attorney. Like, you, you didn't know that it was going up on your page? And... So we can have grace. I heard one of my favorite podcasters say this: that "Grace is available for those who want it, who seek it. There's grace, and it's it's there." You know, because listen, I am so glad that I didn't grow up in the social media era because I would listen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to hold my head up because a lot of the things that we've done and said are, are totally inappropriate and are not fodder. Shouldn't be for social media consumption, but that's what we do. And our churches, oh my God, we are really, some of them, I shouldn't say we, because it's not me. I don't go to your church. (laughs) Some of our churches, we really need to get off social media. Stop streaming. Stop going live. Just nope. Just whoever is there, just call it a day because you are not reaching the people like you think you are. You are really providing fodder. I mean, I mean because I I see him and I laugh too. Sorry. It's funny. It's like some of the funniest things happen in church that not Carlton Banks. I mean, he hit a goldmine with that because honestly, some of the funniest things happen in church. And then, you know, social media now amplifies it and makes some of these things viral. And I'm sure that's not the intent. I'm sure that's not the intent. Remember that one video where somebody was getting up, it looked like the pastor was getting up to like, I guess, preach. And one guy walked over to another guy and a fight broke out. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It's funny. It was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. I mean, and that's been, been among some of the funniest things. And listen, I myself have had some really, really embarrassing moments in church, messing up words It's the lightest of them. Like, you know, singing in front of people and messing up the words. I have done that a million, billion times. And I'm so glad that, yeah, I am not on, that those moments are not, you know, have not gone viral not on social media because i would be humiliated absolutely so again um i'm not trying to beat her up necessarily um i shouldn't say necessarily because it sounds like i am a little bit and like i said there's grace for people who seek it so you know you ask for forgiveness people we forgive that's what we're supposed to do right that's what the bible says um my problem is the mean girl behavior and like i said this particular Individual, this isn't her first rodeo, you know, being saying inappropriate things um, under the guise of I'm getting ready to minister to God's people. Man, you can't sing over all of that. And she's not alone. Cue up, Michael Jackson. You are not alone. Not alone. I remember, um, you know, there's another uh, prophet prophetess I guess um her brand is also very mean girl um very condescending very degrading a lot of disdain a lot of superciliousness i hope that's a word um, cuz i love supercilious but yeah um just i everybody is beneath me you know i speak in tongues more than i speak in english and um you know one of her most recent rants was about inappropriate attire at church on women now you know first of all again podcast title or topic for a different day. I'm really tired of the black church beating up on women. Someone else said this recently too. I saw that comment and I can't, I'm sorry, I don't remember who said it because I would definitely attribute it to you. It's like, um, the black church has done enough beating up on women and gays, like enough, seriously, find somebody else. Mm, Maybe men. Okay. There you go. Anybody, anybody, like seriously at this point, like, I don't know, um, frogs, whoever, and sorry to people who like frogs, but seriously, like find someone else, like, we have been the church's, you know, favorite point of contention. Like everything that goes wrong in church is, you know, somehow the fault of a woman because she has on a shapely garment. Give me a break. But anyway, this particular prophetess, that was one of her more recent rants about praise and worship leaders, women who have she was saying like their cleavage line, like the split between, you know, their breasts, like that's showing. Oh my God. And the funniest part to me of her particular rant was that female praise and worship leaders were doing so without stockings and legs all greased up, I believe was the way that she said it. I hollered, it's 2022. And I believe that rant was this year. If it wasn't this year, it was definitely like last year. 21st century, we're not wearing stockings no more in the summertime or year round. Oh my God, come on. So should we we be ashy? I'm confused about that. Like what, what I know what her point is and her point is what everybody else's point is that, that goes off about this kind of thing, that women's apparel is distracting from the work of the Lord. Now I have a little bit of a problem with that because it always puts the onus on women to girt themselves, literally, and everybody else kind of gets off the hook with it. So, you know, it, it really is at its heart is a. And I know folk want to disagree with me on this. That's okay. It really is at the heart of it. I believe that people really do want to put the emphasis where it belongs. But honestly, it's an attack on women's sexuality, which the church has a big problem with. They want their women in church and absolutely need them. I'm talking about the black church in particular. They want their women in church and need them because by and large, that's the bulk of the membership, but they don't want their women to look like women. Definitely going to be a podcast for another day because I'm off on a tangent. Um. So yeah, so our first um, singing sister definitely got that mean girl thing going on. This prophetess lady, oh my God, bless her heart she definitely got that mean girl thing going on. And um, my godmother's going to crack up at this one because this lady, I knew she was throwing off on my grand—my godmother, um, this evangelist at the church that I used to go to. So sidebar, my parents divorced when I was young. My father's a pastor of a modest-sized church in Chicago. And my mother went to a different church after they divorced, rightfully so, right? You're not going to be sitting there. Okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So my brother and I um, went back and forth between two churches. Um run up ping pong calls. Okay. This church, this Sunday dash church and the church my mom goes to the next Sunday. Okay. Here we go. So anyway, church, my mom went to this missionary Lord bless her. I think she might be deceased. Um, when she would preach mean girl. I mean, so that movie hadn't come out yet. Right. But this was her bread and butter, nothing nice, nothing pleasant, you know, you know, holiness was this unattainable, honestly, um, you know, element that we would never get to because, you know, you wore too much jewelry, right? Your fingernails too long. Just foolishment. Foolishment. But here's the catch. She didn't preach in the pulpit because Pentecostal churches didn't believe by and large. Pentecostal churches, many of them didn't believe in uh, women. First of all, women didn't preach. They just, they brought the word, they spoke and they did not do so from the pulpit where the man was, where the pastor was, who was 99.9% male. The women spoke at a lectern, um, mobile lectern that was put on the floor. And uh, this missionary, when she would get up, just funny part um, (laughs) y'all, because this was, you know, before the era of uh, cell phones with cameras, she would give somebody a little camera. Remember those disposable cameras? you had to hand wind the film. So she'd be up there preaching and wanted somebody to take a picture while she was preaching. Honey, for why? You up here being mean, talking about everybody. And the church that my mom um, went to, like I said, it was a modest sized church. So all you had to do is look around. You knew exactly who she was talking to. It wasn't somebody way over on the other side of the auditorium. No, no, very small place. Very tight. Um, they call those type of churches storefronts um, on the corner. And yeah, it you knew exactly what she was talking about. You know, your hair um, too long, nails too long, too many rings, too much jewelry, too much makeup, too much perfume. I mean, it was like what again? My point here, my little side part, sidebar point: an attack on you know femininity. And women's, you know, sexuality, you know, looking and feeling like what makes me feel like a woman, a pretty woman or, you know, a woman who wants to wear jewelry, you know, um, as opposed to the ugly women, apparently that our favorite gospel singer or one of them, um, you know, that I alluded to or talked about earlier. Now, to be fair, um, the mean girl motif or the mean girl brand is not just mean girls, because I definitely grew up in churches where most of the mean folk were the men. And I mean, oh, my God were they ever so mean? Um, The bishop of the organization that I grew up in, um, there's a highway named after him, um, mean. I remember sitting in a service and he called the people stupid. And and they were like, yes, sir, bishop, we stupid. What? Who? No, no. And I was a teenager. I was not a child. I am not misremembering (laughs) or misappropriating a memory. No, he called them people stupid, among other things that he would say at various and sundry times. Um, uh, Another bishop, um, he was what they call an auxiliary bishop. uh, Mean. Gosh, I don't understand. Well, let me tell you what he did first. So I remember the end of a particular service it was late um pentecostal churches tend to hold their services very very long this is a service that never ends so yeah like you know when that um marvel movie the avengers came out um uh and it was like three hours long i was like oh yeah we got this you know titanic movie was like several hours like 15 hours long i was like oh yeah that's sunday Like morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Um, sometimes an afternoon service, go grab something to eat, Sunday night, YPWW, um, and then Sunday night service, including tarrying service. I'll talk about that in another podcast. Yeah. And then perhaps you went home and then tried to go to work or school on Monday morning. Yeah. Okay. Don't be late and be a good student. Okay. Yeah. No lies. Anyway. Yeah. Um, It was late. We were getting out of service and the bishop said, I see some of the men have slipped out and maybe they had to go to work. I don't know. He said, and I quote, they're going to slip right to hell too. Wait, wait, they're going to hell because they went home? They probably got kids to put in bed. I was a kid. I needed to be put in the bed. Anyway. And then this other guy, he's also deceased. As a matter of fact, all three of these mean men, um, sorry, they were mean. Y'all can get over it. Um, Yeah. This other guy also from the Chicago area, from Chicago, he had a service. I think it came on Sunday nights. Don't give up help is on the way. That was the theme song. Oh my God. We tuned in just because he was so funny, but really in retrospect, he was not funny. He was mean. I mean, we laugh because what can you do? You know? And sometimes you just laugh because you really don't know what else to do, but oh my God, people tuned in just to hear what he was going to say. Not that he was like the, you know, oh my God, he could flat foot preach. I don't remember anybody ever saying that about him. What I do remember is him always throwing off on somebody and it was always just super duper mean. So again, this whole meanness thing, this podcast is titled Mean Church Girls, but honestly, you know, they learned it from the men that, that brand of meanness, especially old school church was particularly mean. Um, it's almost like, you know, what I learned (laughs) or what I was taught at least, um, you know, when I was first became a teacher, don't smile, you know, like what, what, The kid, no, no, don't smile. The kids will take it as weakness. You can smile after winter break. I literally was told that. I could not believe that that was the case, and that's just stupid. I mean, really, you know, you. you, So I'm your teacher. You're gonna see me every day, and every day I got rocks in my jaws. Like I'm never gonna be nice. I'm. I'm never gonna smile at you to indicate that I'm nice and approachable. Like that just no. No, even my meanest teachers, and I had some, they smiled, maybe it was evilness, but (laughs) they definitely smiled at us and I felt like they were approachable. I don't know. Now, let me roll it all the way back to the first person that I talked about, um, fave gospel singer. Um, So today, on today, as they say in church, Another gospel singer posted a video, which I noticed has since been deleted. So I'm not going to name this particular gospel singer, but oh my God, one of my faves. Love, love, love him. Old school sound. Boy can just sing. Just a really good singer. Um, He posted a video. He was on set recording and I I watched it. Um, He was on set. He he said recording um, a music video and he came out, um, what he was saying was that he was supporting his auntie and that he didn't understand why she uh, apologized, like she shouldn't have had to, or she should not have apologized, I believe is what he said. Um, she didn't necessarily have to, but if you feel like you did something wrong, then apologize, it's real simple. Anyway, he said that she shouldn't have apologized, that people just didn't understand her and they didn't understand you know, that she was telling jokes. And he said, quote, like a comedian, End quote. So I have a problem with that. What no, she is not the Dave Chappelle of the gospel circuit. No, that's not no, that's not how this works. It kind of kills me sometimes. Um, you know, gospel folk really want to Bible thump all the time, but then when they get in trouble for some things that they do, then they wanna pull what they call a secular example. You know, that's what they're doing. No, you you can't have it both ways, especially when we are consumers of your product. And I mean me, I'm I am a consumer because I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of this woman. Um I've tried to sing some of her songs, some successfully and some not so success, successfully. A big fan of this this um young male singer that, you know, posted this video and then deleted it. Um in her defense and um you know, I I just as a consumer, it just it troubles me. It's like so why do you think you need to defend somebody who's already apologized? Because again, that's decentering her as the victim when she was actually the one who was wrong. And so people who heard this, like me, fan, I wasn't even at the church, but I didn't like it. I, I thought it was offensive. And yeah, it's, it's okay. And I'm grown. I'm, and he, that's what he mentioned, You know, people being too sensitive. Listen, we can call that sensitivity if we want to, but you know, wrong is actually wrong, folks. It's some things are right and something, you know, this kind of moving morality is really annoying, especially from church folk. This podcast episode is going to get me in a little bit of trouble, but yeah, this moving the goalposts of morality of right and wrong, you know, like you know, it's it's a little bit loosey goosey. Is it really? Is it? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that. I don't. Um, and so further in the video, he was saying that, um, you know, people that, you know, that she was probably talking about, don't even know her or whatever. They shouldn't have been, you know, they don't understand her brand of humor in essence. Um, and then towards the end of the podcast, um, I don't remember how he segued into this when he was saying that, um, you know, he doesn't love everybody. Um, And somebody off camera was like, well, you're supposed to. That's what the Bible says. And he took issue with that. He was like, no, because like, there are some people that I don't love. And um, he was like, like pedophiles. And and like I said, I'm probably not being fair in this particular, at this part of what he was saying, because I'm not exactly sure how he, you know, moved into this thing. I think he was probably saying, you know, people are tripping, I guess. And he was like, you know, because you know i don't love everybody but i i again i'm a little confused cuz i don't remember exactly how he got there and he pulled the video down so it was up i don't know how long it was up but thankfully someone maybe him but some maybe someone in his camp cousin auntie whoever manager told him to take it down and i'm glad he did because some of the things the whole point and not even that thing about not loving everybody cuz you know that's something that we can argue whatever um about but I, I understand where he's coming from from there. Um, you know, I, you know, love that neighbor as myself. Listen, that one's a test. You know, God ain't through with me yet. And then what Steve Harvey said, yeah, he's definitely, you know, yeah, I, I and I'm not talking about, we're not talking about, you know, literal neighbors. We're talking about, you know, other people. Love them like you. Mm, but if you only love people who love you, are you, what's the big deal? Right? Right? You know, when we love folk that are kind of unlovable, yeah, that's that's when we're really crossing over Jordan River. <laughs> but again, I'm speaking for myself. God's not through with me yet. Not at all. Not by a long shot. So like I said, this this thing, you know, it bothered me. It did. And again, because I'm a fan, first of all, and I think I've kind of excused some of the behavior um and things I know to be, you know part of her wheelhouse and you know, but because she's so talented, you know, we just keep going on. And even these folks that I grew up with, I'm talking about the three men, um, the mean men, um, the men who are mean, maybe is that better than men who are mean? Um, I grew up with them too. Um, well, not the last one. I didn't go to his church. Thank God. Cause I'm throwing tomatoes or something, or at least walking out anyway. Um, it, it's, it's bothersome, you know, uh, it's troublesome. And I've seen a lot of comments about it. Um, you know, people saying that they just, you know, her, that she just kind of needs to go have a seat. You know, I agree this, and, and perhaps that's what she's doing, you know? And like I said, um, one of my favorite podcasters, uh, Demetria Lucas, she says that, you know, there's grace for those who who seek it. I believe that. So if you're looking for forgiveness, you're asking for forgiveness, you're sincere, boom, there it is. Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to forgive, right? And not hold people you know, hold it over people's heads and things like that. Cause we all mess up, you know, right. I don't like that. We always use that as an excuse for people not to apologize when they're wrong, but yes, we all mess up and we should all seek grace. We should all ask for forgiveness and seek grace, you know, um, for it. M- my problem is when we don't move away from the mean girl attitude. And, um, that's, that, that's when it's like permanent, when it, when it becomes like your brand, And we come to like expect it. That's a problem. Um, And I'm, I'm, I guess perhaps, perhaps I'm being a little harsh on church folk. um, But people that are that don't include themselves or don't count themselves as church folk, they really need to quit it too. But you know what? The problem is, and there's, there are several. um, Mean folk get propped up. You know, they have minions. Not to be confused with the movie that's in um, theaters right now. Took my daughter to see it. Cute. Um, I digress. They have minions that prop them up, um, constantly platform them. You know, forgive them. Um, one of my former pastors was like go pat him up on the back. Oh, it's all right, honey. It's go. They wrong. They just wrong. And I'm not talking about church folk right now. I'm talking about people out in the world. Look at number forty-five, President number forty-five. Oh my God, he still has quite a following of people who believe his lies. And he lied like every day, every day. And he still had a whole administration that supported him, a whole presidential cabinet that supported him, even up to and including the whole January 6th hot mess insurrection that those hearings are still going on. I think the last one was earlier today. I didn't get a chance to watch it. There's been some real bombshells that have come out of those too, by the way. But yeah, had all these people and then, you know, Folk that voted for him, right? That they he did not get all of the votes that you know people thought you know he was getting because that's that's the hot lie they told. I won. No, you didn't. You lost. But there's a whole group of people out there. You know, a lot of them have been arrested too because they were you know breaking into the cab um, the Capitol, taking stuff off desks, posting up pictures with their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, all kind of madness. Why? Because they believed his lies. Prop, propping him up and people continue to do so to this day so that's why their behavior doesn't change you know you know michael jackson's song I'm starting with the man in the mirror that's an that's intrapersonal right am i using that right you're looking at yourself but if you believe what you see you know looking back at you there's a bible verse about that you look in the mirror and you just say oh, okay I'm just a regular guy I'm good I'm a regular gal I'm good you walk away it's like you didn't even look Especially also when you have other people who are saying, "Oh no, you're great, you're great, you're wonderful, and we love you. Now, I'm not saying that we should that we should take our love away from these people. I'm not saying that. Um, but what I am saying is, you know, where's the accountability, right? Um, I'm not saying that we should take our love away from these people. But what I am suggesting is that we we have to stop platforming. The nonsense. And that's that includes the spreading of it too, right? So we'll forgive, you know, our favorite gospel sis. And that's easy, right? That well, I guess in some cases it's easy. Some cases it might not be so easy. But then somebody else will do it and then we'll continue to laugh at it. And then it's like, no, no, we that's that's not what it's supposed to be. If they don't get the message, you know, that what they're doing is wrong, if we don't stop undergirding them with, you know, our support, then not only are we doing that person a disservice and I'm trying not to center them as the victim, but the people who really need something, now I'm back at the church world, who really need something from God, they're not going to get it. I don't know how you minister to God's people after you hurt their feelings. And I'm not just talking about again, our good gospel says I'm talking about pastors who have done this for years and years and years. I mean, you just blow up the whole church, you know, with some comments I have said in many services and saw this happen, make some really, really tough comments, some really, really harsh um, judgments on God's people. And then you turn around and expect them to shout all over that message that you just gave, and then we'll get on people's case because they don't. Oh, I know y'all are not going to shout over this. You're right. You right. You lucky if I stay through the end of service on this one, you know, like, come on. I mean, I'm not talking about people who are, you know, carrying out God's, you know, plan, doing what he really expects us to do. But this, you know, with love and kindness, have I drawn you? We no, that ain't where we at. You know, I know what I was thinking about, too. A lot of people like to, um, you know, make reference to that uh, scripture when Jesus flipped over the tables You know, like some of y'all need that in your life. You know, y'all always want this little, you know, loosey goosey gospel and just wrapped you up in love. But, you know, Jesus flipped context, honey. Jesus was not flipping over tables, you know, to be mean. He, he said, you know, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer. Instead, you all have turned it into like what? A den of thieves. I think is how the scripture goes. Forgive me. I don't remember um, exactly what it said. Right. They in there selling stuff, you know, nearly having, you know, Vegas. Okay, I'm exaggerating. That's not what the Bible said. They was not having roulette tables and playing blackjack, but they were selling things. And it was supposed to be, again, it's supposed to be church, right? You're not supposed to be in here selling stuff and, and cheating folk out of stuff. Why are y'all selling it? You know, upping the price and putting a finger on the scale, literally. Yeah. No, that's not what this is supposed to be. And that's why he flipped the tables in that particular instance. I mean, but yeah, you know... Even and I who preached this recently? I saw this online. Who was preaching this? Even when Jesus was speaking to the woman that had been caught in adultery, right? And the you know Pharisees brought her to him, was like, Jesus, we caught her in the act. Uh really? What? That's a whole nother, you know, again, podcast for a different day. Was y'all looking through the window, listening through the walls? How did y'all catch her in the act? Anyway. You know, and what what would you say to her? You know, what what should we do with her, Jesus? In essence, you know, and think um one particular instance, one of the recording of this incident in the gospel said that he was drawing on the ground. I wonder, like, if he had a cell phone, Jesus would have been ordering DoorDash. (laughs) That's me. Um, and I believe that his comment was, you know, he who is without sin, because I guess they were getting ready to stone her, right? They were gonna throw stones at her, not the guy that she was sleeping with. Again, here we go, church folk. Um, But her, you know, the woman. So they all had stones in their hands. And Jesus was like, "Uh, he who is without sin, let him be the first to cast the stone. Right? So whichever one of y'all ain't did nothing wrong, you throw the first stone. And I believe the Bible says, starting with the oldest one that was there, they all started dropping their rocks. And after everybody dropped their rock and left, Jesus looked up, was like, where are all your accusers? And she was like, I, they all gone. He's like, hey, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. Right, right. Not beating you up about it. Not, you know, because that's what they were getting ready to do. They was gonna stone her to death for real, for real. You know, it you know that it's a different brand. Now I know, you know, um uh theologians are gonna argue, you know, you know, all of, all of the ones that are listening to this podcast act like I got this big audience. I do. I do. Um, yeah. They're going to argue context and other things that, you know, she was not, I don't know. With The only context we know is that, you know, these folks, I guess, dragged her out of bed and was getting ready to kill her. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder who she was sleeping with. What's the big deal? Anyway, <laughs> I really am going to get in trouble for that one. Nevertheless, I'm going to end on this note. So... One of our faves, and I am going to name him, um, one of our other fave uh, gospel artists, um, uh, a graduate of Woody Young High School, which is why I'm naming him, Jonathan McReynolds, um, he posted this on his uh, social media page, one of them, a couple of them, I guess, um, and he said, I'm reading it, I think we mishandle the mic because we forget the potential need in the audience. We forget someone needs to meet Jesus and someone's on the verge of God knows what, and that lives may depend on what we are about to say and sing, we're unaffected, so we forget we have an effect. It was that last line, we're unaffected, and so we forget we have an effect. At times, and again, not trying to condemn everybody, um, and it, I've been guilty of this too, We lose sight of what our ministry really is um and that it's really about people. it really is um, and that can be really, really tough to keep sight of, especially when there's so much God knows there's so much going on in the world right now um and you know sometimes we do need to laugh. I know that's been something that I've been like posting on social media just jokes left and right because God knows, there's some really, really heavy things going on in this world and some really, really serious situations that people are dealing with. And so yeah, it's 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 sometimes hard to keep focused on people. Um, and especially sometimes when people don't do us right too. So we, you know, we get mad and we kind of lash out sometimes. But I think it's really important for us to remember that we are supposed to have compassion and that we are supposed to have grace and we are supposed to have love, right? For God's people, which is all of us, you know, whether we claim God or not, that's all of us. We're supposed to have love and compassion and grace. And you don't necessarily have to be a Christian or a believer of any sort to just have compassion and grace for your, you know, your fellow neighbor, right? I feel like um, the end of some of those Spike Lee movies. I, I can remember two of them. I think um, School Days, wasn't it? Um, and I know I'm dating myself again here. Um, when, uh, the main character at the end, one of the main characters, uh, wake up at the end of the movie. And then wasn't it also in, um, jungle fever, uh, um, main character yells, no, at the end of the movie. Am I right about that? I kind of feel like that, like, you know, either that wake up or no, we just for real, for real, (sighs) the whole mean girl thing, we really need to stop that and just meanness in general, um, not to just beat up on the women in the church, because, again, I'm, I'm doing what I accuse, you know, the the black church of doing so often, which is beating up on women. But, um, yeah, that's 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 who happened to be doing it this week. But, yeah, we really need to retire that that whole that meanness, because it's it's not blessing anybody, you know, to be real churchy with my language there. It's not blessing anybody. And it's definitely not helping anybody. Can't be mean all the time. Plus, doesn't that hurt? Then, you know, that permanent scowl that that evangelist at my mama church that she wore. One of my colleagues, that's one of her uh, taglines, I think, or bylines in her um, email that takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. You know, you're going to give yourself premature wrinkles. My goodness, Botox. Anyway, listen, that's the end of this podcast. I appreciate you listening. Um, I've had a couple of reviews from some listeners. And I appreciate you, auntie. I love you, girl. Um, And uh, if you haven't done so, um, feel free to uh, follow me on social media. My handle is Donna Gay Tyler. And uh, again, I appreciate you listening to this particular podcast. I appreciate all of your support. Um, I know a lot of people aren't really into podcasts, I wasn't initially either. Isn't that ironic? I was like, oh my God, no, I could never like, oh my God, I got to listen to a whole podcast. But what you do is you find your faves and you get, you just get sucked in. Like I'm a subscriber. My faves, when they drop a new episode, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, what's she talking about this week? Or what is he talking about? What are they talking about this week? I love it. Right. I got some faves out there too. Um, Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. And sticking around for the duration of it feel free to leave me some feedback some comments um, be nice to me and once again stay classy and thanks for stopping by